Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, is there a NFT lending crisis? Brought this up, it'll be interesting and also break down what the heck is NFT lending. So how's it going, Andrew? Yeah, so NFT lending exists, and maybe it's a big problem. Oh man, yeah. I mean, there's I've seen some crazy numbers thrown around uh, this past week. I didn't re- quite realize uh, how how many people have taken loans on their NFTs. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong as using risk as collateral? Okay. Hey, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Oh man, wrong. So there's some big news this week, and it's not entirely nft specific um it's much more about tornado cash we talked a little bit about this but there's much more there's been a lot of discussion because of the ofac office of foreign asset control uh i believe is the last guess um they've a lot more people a lot more protocols more apps are putting out lists that they of of places where they will not allow users um to uh to interact or locations from where users cannot interact with their platform um so you know there's a lot of discussion about how decentralized the whole uh, whole nft and crypto marketplace uh, you know ecosystem really is when it can be cut off from this so you know there's a lot going on I, I don't think that we you know really can say where it's going to land at this point but we're definitely seeing a lot of reactions from apps from uh from uh, founders saying that they will do things differently um and it's uh it's creating a lot of noise especially on on crypto and nft twitter yeah there's a lot of the law of finding its way blindly in the dark and you know, I I kind of feel bad for, you know, certainly the developers involved and anyone who is using this just meant for privacy. Um, you know, the the analogy made in one case was like running around and uh, sort of putting like Tim Cook in jail for creating privacy options on the iPhone, right? That literally police have talked about not being able to get access to, right? Like privacy is uh, is a right that seems to apply to web two but when you apply it to web three that's not to say there's not uh, some dark money floating around over there there's some folks in uh in north korea who are very pleased with tornado cash's systems so you know the question is are you more silk road or more apple still seems nfts are a great way to to move some of this around if you're trying to do something (laughs) not saying that's what's going on but you know we know there's been some questionable purchases and hmm that does seem yeah, like a yeah. way to uh, to bring it through another, put it through another marketplace, change some addresses, and have a lot less looked at. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 been just a topic everywhere, and I think it's I don't know it's led to even discussion about you know how 
uh, about the merge and, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I think it's kind of crazy that we're, there's now people questioning whether the merge should happen after all this time. But as far as I know, that is still on track. Who's it, questioning it, should the merge happen? Oh, yes. There are people questioning whether the merge should happen because is this making it more centralized because it's now individual staking that are much more individual staking often using companies that are more likely to to adhere to sanctions versus right now most of the miners are off of u.s soil um i don't you know i believe there's still a number of miners in china which actually seems like a relatively um i don't know i'm not sure if that's good and i you know i, I see that there's problems both ways i think it's I think this message, now, this message brought to you by the people that have machinery that are hoping to be paid back by ETH mining. Right. And you know, I do get, I do get some of the, the, uh, <laughs> the grumbling from that side of it. Um, you know, I wouldn't feel great if I had invested all of this in my mining equipment. Of course, it's not that this has been, it's, it's been pretty, hasn't been a secret. <laughs> right. I mean, if anything, should be happy that it's taken as long as it has. Well, they don't, so. they can move right over to the proof of work Ethereum chain. I'm sure that's going to do real well. Yes, right. Um, let's see. Well, moving on, what else we have here? We've got, oh man, this is this is not good. We've got NFT daily trading volume. It has dropped 95% from its 52-week high. You know, if you're looking around, you definitely see that the volume has dropped. We have talked about how there are a lot of trades and users. It's definitely slowing down a bit right now. Um, you know, it's 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 the slowest I can remember in in well over a year, and uh, yeah, it's it it's a uh, it you know it's a it's a marketplace. It's, it's the whole ecosystem sort of feeds off each other, and it it uh, when the energy goes away, it goes away pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but even for this, uh, what I'm looking at, even a chart in this sort of doom and gloom piece, like I come back to transactions. Transactions are still sort of as high as they were about a year ago. Not certainly at their peak, but Number of unique users and number volume-wise of transactions uh, are are still there. They're hovering around, you know, this like sort of 60k level according to DAP radar. Which again, I've, I've question is, are people wallets. using it? I've got about 500 wallets now. I don't know what you're running, but <laughs> trying to make the try to do my part or keep those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like the question is like, all right, you know, transactions can be, you know, very, very, very small and silly. Like the number of projects also that are just trading for below 0.1 has dramatically increased. So maybe I'm a fool for looking at transactions and unique users uh, over volume because overall volume, like the average price of an NFT has dropped because the average NFT is crap. And, you know, the price of ETH is obviously uh, tanked. So we're getting to a world where I, I'm just hoping more and more it's more about users and transactions that they're reporting on rather than the total volume price because you know sort of more and more it's these large projects that dictate the volume right like let's just let's just call this like the board ETH punk art blocks index okay but what's actually going on that actually matters in my mind for nft adoption and use is users and transactions yeah i mean i i sure I sure hope so. We had a good uh, discussion yeah. about that. <laughs> and know, I hope I, so. <laughs> and I, I, you know, so that's what I believe. And, you know, I'm still looking for some uh, volume increase at some point here. <laughs> yeah. But last month they oh. laid off, OpenSea laid off 20% of its workforce. Um, so it's like they're anticipating a prolonged downturn. That was just, you know, the other month. So 
that is real, right? Like they're not making enough money to support what they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, in OpenSea's having those issues, you can only imagine what's going on at, uh, you know, many of these smaller uh, NFT projects or, you know, any project just an OpenSea outside of you guys, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Doge Chain now popping up. It's a new layer too. Are we, Can't is this for real? Is it on top it, of Doge? It's, it's a layer two for DeFi gaming and NFTs. You've got to have Doge coin to, then I believe you wrap it to then bridge it over to this Doge layer two chain. It's actually pumped the price of, of, of Doge a bit recently. Um, we've seen some of these, I don't know, some of these dog coins pumping recently. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, oh, here's the Doge chain, not official. In the actual Doge coin. Oh, right. Of course. Saying Doge that it is not involved. Not very, you know, clearly would not be on board with this. He's not a big fan of what's going on with, with Doge as a whole, is he? Yeah, no, he's already disavowed. But he, <laughs> that, uh, that dog ran away from him long ago, I think. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of news going on out there. So I had to threw this one in there. I think otherwise we can we can get into a bit about our, our topic where I can save these last two for our uh, our, our topic for the uh, NFT lending crisis. Um, I think we yeah. do have an affordable project to talk about. Oh my gosh, let's not miss... We, let's not do the classic thing where we actually have an affordable project and forget to talk about it. Yeah, so this is one we have mentioned before um, and it's the WGMI.io. It's a, it's a... Well, they have a new pass coming out. Um, and this will be with some upgrades. Uh, what are those upgrades? Did you read into uh, what's going on there? Yeah, so this is, it's um, just to note, they, they do have a pre-mint going on right now, but also I believe there's going to be a snapshot taken of anybody who is holding the WAGME uh, pass. Again, WAGME is just like an incredible tool that we both use for just tracking your whole portfolio, giving you like, Total value, cost, tag, trait information. And then you can also have like watch lists inside of it. So that is like super useful in and of itself. But this new thing, you know, based on what I have read so far, talks about allowing you to um, see a sort of newsfeed, a customized newsfeed that gives you curated news about updates and news based on your portfolio. So like, I've got no clue how they're going to be doing this, but I mean, at this point, I definitely need it because I, you know, I've missed, uh, I've missed drops and mints and things like that at this point uh, for projects I can't follow. So if they get this right, it's a super useful tool for for holders. Yeah, when I first read Newsfeed, you know, I didn't quite realize that it was going to be more in depth about the projects that are in your wallet. So I think this is a pretty cool option. Um, so the premium. It doesn't mention the specific cost of the uh, the new pass, but it says that you need to have at least um, 0.15 ETH in your wallet. So, you know, that seems like it's likely the the, uh, the mint price. Um, there's a total supply of 6,000, but anybody holding the, the current premium pass will be uh, airdropped this new pass. Um, last I looked, and it was just recently, was the pass was at about 0.07. 
So there is definitely value there. If you uh, are, if you don't hold one of these yet, um, it's definitely better to just get one of these uh, premium passes now than to pay the 0.15 mint price for the uh, the new pass. Um, as if we airdrop the new one, and you can start using this right away. So um, I've got one of these. I may pick up another, George. I think you you said you may or you still have two of these, right? I've got two of these. I caught them on the way down like a boss. Uh, I don't know if I pick up another one. I got two of them. I, mean, I thought it was like, the thing was so useful to me that I was like, well, I'm going to sit off or flip one eventually, but I still want to use the tool. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's I'm surprised that more people are, are holding these because um, I just find it such a useful tool that, you know, it's, it's one that I don't really even consider listing because I use it so often. Yeah, that's kind of where I jump in and gives me a quick look at sort of projects I'm tracking and... Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I like this for sure. sure. Things. Yeah, this, I mean, you know, it's tough. They've tried to have, you know, more of a subscription product as well. And I've been hesitant to to pay for that, even if I, you know, want some of those features. They haven't been enough to make me want to pay more. I also don't love the idea of having to pay a an ongoing subscription on top of holding the the NFT. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, that, that they're, they'll be able to raise some more money this way and maybe find a new model. You know, we've talked about some of the, the problem of SaaS subscriptions when you're in, in Web3 and holding an NFT, when you expect to just get the, you know, get all the new features for free, you know, I, I, it's tough for the creator to to see any ongoing revenue. And, you know, still someone that's being worked out here and, you know, hopefully this this can help uh, both the developer and the holders to, to get more value. Solid project. Um... Seems to be around, seems to be developing. So utility, front and center, take a look. All right. So I think for this topic, is there an NFT lending crisis? Can we just start with like, what is NFT lending? You know, I, I've taken a like a little look at uh, NFT Fi and Bend Dow, which I think are a couple of the leaders, but what is this thing? Yeah, so this is, I've used NFT Fi um in the past not in quite a while though but you basically can park your nft with them and get eth back from another from another user who's a lender um for uh you know for some fee um you know you may lend them a you may put a squiggle there take five ETH out if you know, at the end, you have to pay back at the end of maybe these are real, uh, relatively short term. Usually it could be seven days, could be up to 30 days. They do have a 90 day option. I know on Nistify, I think they may have even changed it so it could be custom. Um, you know, oftentimes you don't see people getting into those because the volatility just uh, of both ETH and NFTs makes it tough to, to go that far out. Um, but what happens is that if you, let's say you have a five ETH loan, the the NFT is being held. You pay back the loan at, at maybe five and a half ETH. That person would the person who lent you the five ETH would get the five and a half. Of course, the the transit the marketplace would take a small cut of that, and then you'd get your NFT back. Now, if you don't pay back that that five and a half ETH, if you don't have it or just choose not to, the NFT goes to the person who lent the the uh, the ETH to you. So now they've got your squiggle. You know, great if it's a 10 ETH floor, you know, obviously if the floor has dropped to three ETH or something, you know, it's, uh, it's not so good. So what we're seeing right now, um, well, I should stop there. Um, does that, does that help explain what NFT lending is? Yeah, I think I'm like 85% of the way there. So 
I can come at this as a borrower or a lender. And on either right. side, I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm eating risk on either side, but here's a hypothetical use case. Like you see that there's like an opportunity to, you know, make some play on another NFT drop, right? Like, oh my gosh, this Fidenza is about to do a thing. I don't have the liquidity, but I do have these squiggles. Look, I'm going to, I can know I can flip this thing in 90 days. I'm going to get my five ETH per thing, do that, flip that, come back, pay it back, get my squiggles back. And um, I've identified this, you know, probably let's just be clear. Like it sounds like a loan shark, like 90 days and just give me high interest. Like you're going to do something quick and risky. It might work though. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are generally fairly high, uh, high interest. Um, you take loans. I know. So again, I'm speaking most about Netify just because that's where I've, I've had some experience using it. Um, in on that platform, you can take loans in either ETH or DAI, I believe, a, a stable coin. Um, so that also, you know, that can factor in there as well. And you know, if you think the market's going a, a certain direction, if you wanted to play it that way, um, you know, it's also could. There's many different ways that it can be used. Um, and I should say that more often. Um, for the lender, it's, it's, I, I'd say this, it, it's more likely that a borrower is not able to pay off and that it's actually a pretty good deal for the lender. Um, uh, more likely that, you know, that squiggle is worth, you know, is maybe has a, uh, is worth much more than they, uh, they lent out, you know, generally the lender will give maybe half the value, um, you know, to, to give them a good margin, uh, for protection should the the value fall um, significantly during the, the lifetime of that loan. Um, so, you know, you can definitely see why a lender may want to do that with some of the ETH that they have sitting around and also think that they may be able to to buy low. Um, so what's happened now um, is that we've seen a lot of, so particularly a lot of board apes have been lent out, um, used to, you know, maybe they were, loans at 75 ETH or something, I mean, loans when the value is 75 ETH. So, so, you know, if somebody had a few of these, they may have bought, or sorry, uh, taken some loans against two or three of them, bought another eight, you know, now we see that floor dropping. I think, you know, I think that is in the right around 80 or so. So we're seeing that there's going, that there are a lot that are on the cusp of being maybe liquidated, especially because, you know, I don't know how a thorough of analysis people have done, but it certainly looks like there are some people maybe underwater, don't have that ETH to pay back. Um, should the value drop much more? Um, and, you know, it doesn't seem unlikely at this point that, uh, that, that board apes will continue to, to drop somewhat. So I'm looking in NFT Fi and I'm looking at Goblin Town, which I think is a Interesting example because of the price volatility of it. And it seems like there is a NFT bank valuation for this. There's a previous price. And then I can make an offer with, you know, right now, just to give people like what I'm looking at, APR rates of 45%, um, you know, the for these like short-term 90-day um, average borrow duration in this case says it's like 31 days. But what you're suggesting is that over these 30 days, like very violent things can happen. And there's like $52 million just on like um, Ben Dow being used as collateral. Like what, what is the danger? Right. So, well, you've got to think that people that are lending on these NFTs aren't necessarily doing it to get the NFT. They're, they're thinking is, look, I've got some, some 
a good margin of safety here. Worst case, I end up with that NFT. I can list it on the floor, get out pretty quick, get my get my ETH. Doesn't work as well when a bunch of people end up with NFTs and all list them at the same time, trying to get out, realize they're holding something that maybe um, is subject to, you know, to uh, to a falling life situation um, where that price just keeps coming down and they're just trying to get rid of it. So that's the danger. You know, how much, how likely is it to happen is, you know, I think that's, that's, that's kind of the, the question out there right now. Obviously, that's a big number, 52 million. It's hard to know how, you know, what's going to happen once some of it's hard to know how much of that will actually be defaulted upon. It's hard to know what the new owners are going to do immediately afterward. Well, there's not much liquidity out there. It's, you know, it's hard to imagine that 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 these are going to be snapped up if they are listed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a huge problem for projects that move, right? Because that money... You know, you made you you essentially, if you got a loan, um, it's an offer, right? And so it seems like it, it hovers around I haven't seen as much as like easily half, right? For for the valuation. And you know, it's credit on top of credit risk. But this is like interesting. Would you ever make loans here? Just being like, I don't know, like that's the floor I'd pay it for floor. I mean, it seems like a win-win for a lender, and it seems no, it doesn't seem like a win-win for a lender at all. So here's the problem. Like I was just looking at Aquatars and like their valuations are off. So the people that were previously like, you know, 90 days ago making loans for even half of what the value was, which was like call it an ETH, are, are now underwater. Like the floor went below the loan, right? And that's what you're talking about. When the floor price of these things goes below the loan value. Then you may as well default on your, your loan, right? I mean, you're actually better off not paying it back in that case. Versus taking, paying it off at a, you know, paying half an ETH for something that is worth now 0.3. Not saying that, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's, you know, different moral implications of should you just pay it off? But, you know, that was, that's always part of the risk there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think this is, I think it's, there's like a part there's, of this is that I feel like if I got into it, I'd be crossing a, a line into DGENY that yeah. I like, I don't need to, I already, I already have my horse problem. Yeah. So I, I had borrowed on it. You know, was that situation uh, like you had mentioned way back, have not done that in a long time. I've looked at lending on it, have not gotten into that either. It's, there's a lot of lenders. I know, uh, I mean, for example, I know that Squiggle Dow um, lends on squiggles that are on there, at least makes offers on um, most of the squiggles that are out there as a, you know, way to try to bring in um, some revenue. You know, I think there's there's certain projects and certain term lengths that maybe make sense. I also think you've got to be pretty on top of it. And, um, you know, obviously the, the, the ones that do hold value somewhat better are more competitive. So, you know, I don't, it's a tough one to get into for me, but I think it's, it's, it's interesting um, to look at. I think, you know, we should keep, you know, should be wary of what's going on out there in the market. Because once you know, we do know, I mean, we've seen this in many, such in many other places when, when sales slow down, you know, it's, it's tough to continue uh, finding the liquidity to pay off loans. So we may see some issues here. Um, wouldn't surprise me too much. Yeah. Oh, I could see a lot of uh, speculation for this, right? Here's, here's the, me, the, the degen in me, um, sees this like, as I, I could take some of my more valuable NFTs 
roll in, get some loans, right? And get them in, uh, get them in die, move it to ETH because I think ETH is going to, you know, pump for the merge and just like hold my breath, cross my fingers and try to make that happen. And then what that happens? That does like, think quite It's one way you could play it, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says laughing and then he's like, I got to go. Um, so I think, you know, one thing that I think we'll, we could see come out of this is apes, or I should say punks flip apes once again. Um, you know, we saw that well, probably about um, maybe almost a year ago now. I think it was probably last fall, um, 2021 that, that punks, uh, fell behind apes. And, you know, now there's a lot of, there's a lot more apes that have loans against them outstanding right now than there are punks from what I'm seeing. Don't know the total value, but uh, you know, there's also something to the how long people have been in it. So you figure there's a lot more new holders of apes overall. I think it could be could be a catalyst for for punks retaking that that crown. Um, not sure, you know, what that means when so because Yuga does hold both of those projects, it's all still Yuga dominating the marketplace. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually there are actual stats on that, and we'll we'll drop that in the the show notes. Um, I'm on app dot com slash stats, and basically like ha- call it like half of it. Ooh, I hadn't seen that. Before. Is board ape yacht club more than half? Right, it's board ape yacht club followed by mutant ape yacht club. Um, that is like sixty percent. Call it of the the weth action at least. And then you get into art blocks, doodles, world of women, and clonax. Right, so like. It's not like any project. So if you're in your mind being like, oh, any project, I can kind of go in there. Like the liquidity and like the risk is only for these top or uh, top pieces. Um, but there's some big loans out there. Um, you know, there's a Cherniak loan out there for 265 West <laughs> Autoglyph for like 162. I was actually trying to find stats on default rate. Like what percent of these things default? Um and I don't know. You know, what I will say is like, at least with this, there's so much of this, like, um, there was so much of this, like, yield BS out there being like, oh, like, you know, 1,000% yield, like, APR of, like, God knows what, no, like, no idea where it comes from. Here's what I do respect about this. Like, I get where the APR is coming from. I get where that yield is coming from because you are swallowing risk wholesale here but you can see it there is a borrower and lender and they have this like ridiculous contract in place but you know there you both agree that there's collateral there and you both agree that the the level of risk represented by the uh the apr that you're gonna pay or take uh is there so like i i'm coming back around i love this actually it's silly but at least the yield i can follow the money and i get it yeah, I've actually got a uh, pulled up a dashboard here, and it looks like the all-time default rate by the loan count is about eleven and a half percent. Loan amount, it's seven point six percent. I'll add that link in our our notes here. Interesting to take a look at. Um, looking at vo- loan uh, volume by uh, USD. So, oh man, someone's got to add some add some. Uh, formatting to this number uh looks like they did about 13 million in loans um and i'm sorry that's in the month of oh, this is a very out it's very outdated because they're, they've got zero almost zero dollars in uh, in july which certainly doesn't seem right based on what i'm looking on the on the platform um 
but the the fault rate there like at, that super helpful actually like 10 percent is uh, it's actually lower than i would have guessed yeah yeah it is lower than i would have guessed and you know testament to that like if both sides see value in the collection and like maybe let's come back around on it like this may be also be a real gut check on what do people really value in this price would somebody take it as collateral right so like it's a way of checking is this project does this project have staying power would someone write a loan against it or are people just kind of full of it what do you, what is your take on that I think that's that's actually a really good point. You know, there's a lot more liquidity, obviously, if they are on platforms like this. And, you know, I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, you know, certainly something that's helped punks, I think, by, you know, being one of punks, apes, you know, being one of the first on these platforms. Liquidity helps. And uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. The other side of this too, because I've been watching sort of like CloneX drop, is that if you can if you can get into these data a little bit more and you see that there are a bunch of loans that are about to sort of this like default guess what's going to happen to the floor these folks are like not potentially interested in owning and being a part of the community they're lending right and they're trying to make arbitrage off of lending they're probably going to rip it at floor and call it a day so that could be you know a signal of like oh gosh there's like a you know, a recent drop in price could precipitate a further drop in price. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, trying to look ahead on these things, almost like, you know, people look ahead at uh, potential liquidation values within, you know, ETH itself, you know, looking at these on the projects. Um, good, good idea to look at that, you know, tough to, tough to always keep that one in mind too. So, well, man, there's so many different places you got to look, right? You know, unique borrowers and our lenders, it's small numbers, right? I guess if I'm looking and to believe this dashboard, you know, a thousand unique borrowers, 600 unique lenders. I mean, and then I'm like looking at, I can look at like, you know, <laughs> good old fashioned moon cats. I love my moon cats. Uh, but um, projects like dead fellas, and I'm like kind of opening up and looking at that and saying like that price is gone. Like they were at a high of 4.5. ETH at one point and now down well, like I think it's like 0.8 or something for for dead fellows right now. So, you know, projects that have slipped, but people still like potentially lend against are are interesting to look at. I think there's more here. I think there's more here than I thought there'd be. I um I'm not going to get into NFT lending. <laughs> no, not recommended. That's not what we're recommending at all in our project either. So, you know, if you wanted, however, let to take a look at that, hop in our Discord and, and let's, you know, and let me hear people I, if they I are. Could imagine, I could imagine somebody creating a company with some sort of like, you know, the yield play being like, we're going to go lend. And here's the risk modeling. It's like, there's a world where if you believe we're at a bottom, you could go put together a fund that does that and like, actually have yield and make arbitrage but uh, that's that's above my pay grade i'm like i'm more like oh we should create a an agency that like helps people create content for nfts i'm not i'm not about to get uh all margin-y with this thing yeah that, that that sounds like the i don't know i'm sure there's someone working on that but uh who knows may end up the new zeus or something in the end right yeah just here's the trick just be a complete jerk on twitter and tell people they should sell their houses and give you that money and get some real yield instead of trusting banks. 
Right. Absolutely. There's playbooks. It's easy. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm around for consulting, but not, uh, not on the project. If you want to, if you want to wave uh, how to do that. All right. I think we've, uh, we've covered this. Any other finer points on sort of NFT lending, any sort of blow up spots that you're afraid of? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm afraid oh. if this happens, it could be bad. You know, at least I don't have any, <laughs> any basey bags, but, but it can't be good for the, the whole industry if it does go down. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually, um, it's hidden risk that I didn't realize was there, frankly, and very, very heavy sell pressure, very panic sell pressure. It's like what we just watched all of these, like, uh, you know, a 16 and whoever, like just get liquidated. Like if, if number drops, it can drop even more suddenly. Uh, but it seems like it's disproportionately on these high level projects, right? Like it's far more risk lurking below the board ape surface than I realized, right? That's what we're talking about. This is Yuga risk that yeah, I, I didn't see before, so. right? Like that's, that's what this looks like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what I'm seeing here. I think, I mean, we kind of watching that price anyway, I certainly think the punks up floor will, will soon flip that one. I don't know, you know, if that means much in the bigger picture other than, well, I don't know. I'm not going to try to get into that now. <laughs> well, also we have the, we have the weird 3A NFT premonition power where like, I feel like we talk about a thing and the thing happens. Uh, so I don't think there's a way to make money on this, but there's a way to lose money on it. So there's, there's your alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to lose. <laughs> there you go. Alrighty. Uh, a reminder, uh, reviews are good for the environment. I can't back that up with any data whatsoever, but leave a review and we'll see. All right, Andrew, good luck out there. All right. Bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.